אתם עם SBS בעברית. שלום אוסטרליה, Shane, I think it's really exciting for those that remember the Old Koch Club in Hall Street, Bondi. We'll appreciate a new Koch Club coming in 2024. I mean, it took a long time, but we are very grateful for the vision of the older generation that planned it and carried it out. And I think it's about time that the Sydney Jewish community will have a community center like the Hakoach Club. So 2024 is around the corner. We are almost the end of 2022. And it is really, really exciting and very, very big event in the life of the Sydney Jewish community. I think that it was such an important center in every way, the Akkor Club in Bondi. And my generation, our parents' generation, still remember it very, very fondly. I think our children, oh, well, they're already born into Akkor Club, gone. So I think they will have a fantastic surprise, our children and grandchildren, when the new Akkor Club will open in White City, bigger and better than ever. And we're talking to Shane Dziatnik, a senior journalist at Australian Jewish News, and you're listening to SBS Shalom Australia with Nietzsche Lowenstein. Shane, Sydney Festival decided to suspend foreign government funding. It's the first time ever they're doing it. 
including Israel. And I think the story with Israel last year brought to that, which is very upsetting, actually. Yes, that's right. So this week, uh, the festival organizes the, the independent review they did came out. And the festival's chair, David Kirk, said the Sydney Festival acknowledges that events leading up to and during last year's festival could have been better managed to minimise the impact on artists, employees, partners, supporters and the wider community. Of course, that refers to last January. It was a nasty sort of boycott movement uh, affecting the festival simply because Israel's arts government department contributed uh, $20,000 to stage an Israeli dance act choreographed by Ohad Naharin, which was a magnificent show by all accounts, but it was responded to by some art, other artists and a boycott attempt, and it caused all sorts of havoc uh, to the actual festival. So look, in response to this, there's been some reaction. Uh, Israeli ambassador to Australia, Amir Maimon, has called this uh, decision by the Sydney Festival to suspend all foreign government funding as absurd. He said, uh, it's a sad move. He said, for me, it's uh, because all festivals, as far as I know, all around the world, take money from any number of governments to help support and promote the arts. So in his view, the losers here will be the arts-loving public of Australia. He added he hopes the board of the festival would not decide to stop inviting artists because of some protests. He said the board had surrendered to pressure from marginal groups, and this says a lot about the board and not about the funds. Kirk said that the decision would not impact the festival's ability to attract world-class local and international art. Shane, in a totally different topic, UNRWA is to receive $20 million from Australia. This is double the amount from 10 to 20 million. Yeah, that's right. And a spokesperson for Foreign Minister Penny Wong has defended uh, that decision. Of course, Israel has long argued for UNRWA's closure, claiming it perpetuates the Israeli-Palestinian conflict by maintaining that Palestinians and their descendants are refugees and promoting a right of return to Israel rather than seeking resettlement as the UN High Commissioner for Refugees does for all other refugees. Critics have also pointed to anti-Semitism that persists in its educational materials. Former Labor MP Michael Danby called Penny Wong's September 23rd announcement as, quote, PC crap and criticised her failure to mention the requirement for institutional reform as a condition of funding. And Jewish communal organisations also expressed disappointment with the funding increase to UNRWA. But the spokesperson from Penny Wong's office said the government does not accept anti-Semitism in any form and that Australia rightly holds UNRWA accountable by speaking directly with the Commissioner-General engaging in the organization's advisory commission and through DFAT's monitoring and evaluation requirement. Shane, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese and Israel's President Isaac Herzog will officially launch the Australia-Israel Innovation Summit. This is good news for a change. Yes, it is. Uh, so the summit will take place on October 19 virtually and also on October 20 in a face-to-face uh, sort of expo in Sydney. Shell Bloom, the CEO of the Australia-Israel Chamber of Commerce, said we're thrilled that both newly elected Australian PM Anthony Albanese 
and Israeli President Isaac Herzog have agreed to open the third annual Australia-Israel Innovation Summit, and their participation is a testament to, to the value they both place on the strong bilateral relationship between Israel and Australia. More than 30 Australian and Israeli thought leaders will speak at this uh, hybrid event. And for more information, people can go to aiccnewsouthwales.org.au slash Australia-Israel Innovation Summit. Shane, before we go, we have to wish you also Shana Tuvain Chag Sameach, but I wanted to let our listeners know about a, a very interesting footy match junior teams that happened in Melbourne last week. I think this is very exciting. Yes, it's uh, happened uh, at the day after the AFL Grand Final at the same ground, the mighty MCG, where under-15 and under-18 boys teams were played between Jewish and Muslim teenagers, between the Jolson Maccabi Ajax community team and the Bashahuli Academy team. And to toss the coin at the beginning of the match was none other than Israeli ambassador Amir Maimon, who thoroughly enjoyed that moment. There were some lovely uh, friendships made before and after the match between the players. It finished one game all. It was amazing to see such a powerful way to unite uh, kids who might not, you know, ever get the chance to normally meet each other, to do so through a passion for playing Australian rules football. It was uh, just marvellous. Shane Dizziatnik, a senior journalist at the Australian Jewish News. I'd like to take the opportunity wishing you Shana Tova, Chag Sameach, Gmar Chatima Tova. Yom Kippur is, Erev Yom Kippur is Erev Kol Nidrei, is Tuesday night, and also well over the fast. Rotsim Lishma Ot Sipurim? האזינו דרך האפל פודקאסט, גוגל פודקאסט, ספוטיפיי או בכל מקום אחר בו ניתן להאזין לפודקאסטים.